You're listening to CAC Radio, Eastern Kentucky's best internet radio station. Do you have a home church? Are you looking for a place that you can bring your family and receive love and encouragement? Then welcome to Cornerstone Apostolic Church, where you'll find a safe place for you and your family, a place where praise and worship is encouraged and the preaching and teaching of God's Word is anointed and fulfilling. No matter where you are on your journey in life or your journey with the Lord, you'll find what you're looking for at Cornerstone Apostolic Church. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the Congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the Spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services. Welcome to a little bit of church every day. Home Bible study, 21st century style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606 606- 282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord everybody and welcome to a Friday. Yeah, we made it to a Friday and Beginning tonight, we're going to be having Harvest Time Crusades, so we don't want you to miss out on that. We want you to be a part of that. Come on out and be with us. 7 o'clock tonight as Brother Buddy Puckett from Lexington, Kentucky preaches for us. So come on out and be a part of a great experience in the Lord. 
And then Saturday night, we'll have Brother James Chester preaching for us. And then Sunday at 11, Brother Michael Moppin's going to be with us. So it's going to be a great time as we gather together with God's people. And we want to make sure that we get all of our announcements in. Of course, this uh, starting tonight, we just mentioned the Harvest Time Crusade. So we want to make sure that you uh, see those uh, those particulars. And then uh, we got some other stuff coming up uh, this uh, year. We've got uh, CAC. Yes, we do. We got CAC Daily iCast. Yeah, we're going to celebrate 10 years. It's going to be an online celebration. Tuesday, December the 5th, we're going to start at 10 10 o'clock. We're going to talk about some things, how we got started, why we got started, and what some of the things happened since we've been started. And, of course, we want to continue to uh, have a vision for CAC Daily ICAST. Thank you for being a part of it, because without you, there would be no need of us being here. CAC Christmas Ornament Exchange, Friday, December the 1st, 7 p.m. Also, CAC Christmas Program, Sunday, December the 10th at 6 p.m. And to round out the year, we got our CAC New Year's Eve celebration. That's coming up Sunday, December the 31st, beginning at 9 p.m., so keep that in mind. We also have all of these prayer requests that we want to make mention of and let you see, and uh, we'll mention the last 10. Seth McAdams, Chris Thompson, April Cook, Jack Casey, Elizabeth Hope, Phyllis Jean Harris family, Barb Sawyers, Renee Stiltner, Justin Casey, and Kaisley Hinkle. Let's remember all of these in prayer and ask the Lord to move in a mighty, miraculous way for each and every one of them. If you have a prayer request, you can call in at 606-282-4108, or you can send it to prayer at cornerstoneapostolic.org, or you can uh, put it in the comment section or the chat room, and we'll try our best to pick it up by the end of the service. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we pray for the service today. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us together, together with your people all across the U.S. and around the world. I pray, Lord, that you would bless us today as we study your word, that we will study your word line upon line and precept upon precept, rightly dividing the word of truth so we can all leave with more knowledge than we came. I pray also that you would move in a mighty, miraculous way for each and every one who is watching today. Maybe they have needs in their life, needs of healing, needs of provision. Lord, I pray that you will make those provisions and healings as needed. And Lord, I pray that you would touch each and every one on our prayer list. You know their needs and situations, but we present them to you because we know that we can cast all of our care upon you because you care for us. And Lord, we give you the praise today, as always, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen, amen. Well, we are glad that you've joined us on this Friday, and we're excited about tonight's service. We're looking forward to having Brother Buddy Puckett with us, and uh, we was with him a couple weeks ago, and he's going to be with us uh, tonight. So come on out and be with us. That's at 7 o'clock as we we begin to look and... uh, and have uh, the service beginning at 7 
of course, if you're in the praise team, you got to be there at six because we're going to have some practice. So you got to remember all of that. Well, let's see if we can't get our Bible reading up here. I know I've got that somewhere that uh, it's supposed to be right here. And for some reason, it decided to just hide out from me. And uh, let's see. Well, it's 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 just like this. Uh, <laughs> it's just like, well, I guess it helps if you get on the right iPad. Because sometimes you're just on the wrong iPad. That's that's the problem. And uh, so yeah, we'll we'll try our best to get it all lined out here for you. Nothing like being unprepared, right? <laughs> well, let's see here. We can get, I think we're going to read in chapter 8 if we can get started this morning. Well, you know, usually I'm a little bit more organized, and I even got up early this morning. I was up uh, about 7.30 this morning and got everything all fixed up and thought everything was ready, but, well, I don't have everything as ready as I thought I did. But I do now, so let's go. Chapter 8. Then spake Elisha unto the woman whose son he had restored to life, saying, Arise, and go thou and thine household, and sojourn wheresoever thou canst sojourn. For the Lord hath called for a famine, and it shall also come upon the land seven years. And the woman arose, and did after the saying of the man of God. And she went with her household, and sojourned in the land of the Philistines seven years. And it came to pass at the seven years' end that the woman returned out of the land of the Philistines, and she went forth to cry unto the king for her house and for her land. And the king talked with Gehazi, the servant of the man of God, saying, Tell me, I pray thee, all the great things that Elisha hath done. And it came to pass, as he was telling the king how he had restored a dead body to life, that, behold, the woman whose son he had restored to life cried to the king for her house and for her land. And Gehazi said, My lord, O king, this is the woman, and this is her son whom Elisha restored to life. And when the king asked the woman, she told him. So the king appointed unto her a certain officer, saying, Restore all that was hers, and all the fruits of the field since the day that she left the land, even until now. And Elisha came to Damascus, and Ben-Hadad the king of Syria was sick, and it was told him, saying, The man of God is come hither. And the king said unto Hazael, Take a present in thine hand, and go meet the man of God, and inquire of the Lord by him, saying, Shall I recover of this disease? So Hazael went to meet him, and took a present with him, even of every good thing of Damascus, forty camels' burden, and came and stood before him and said, Thy son Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, hath sent me to thee, saying, Shall I recover of this disease? And Elisha said unto him, Go, say unto him, Thou mayest certainly recover, howbeit the Lord hath showed me that he shall surely die. 
and he settled his countenance steadfastly until he was ashamed, and the man of God wept. And Hazael said, Why weepeth my Lord? And he answered, Because I know the evil that thou wilt do unto the children of Israel. Their strongholds wilt thou set on fire, and their young men wilt thou slay with the sword, and wilt dash their children, and rip up their women with child. And Hazael said, But what is thy servant a dog that he should do this great thing? And Elisha answered, The Lord hath showed me that thou shalt be king over Syria. So he departed from Elisha and came to his master, who said to him, What said Elisha to thee? And he answered, He told me that thou shouldest surely recover. And it came to pass on the morrow that he took a thick cloth and dipped it in water and spread it on his face so that he died. And Hazael reigned in his stead. And in the fifth year of Joram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, Jehoshaphat being then king of Judah, Jehoram, the son of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, began to reign. Thirty and two years old was he when he began to reign, and he reigned eight years in Jerusalem. And he walked in the way of the kings of Israel, as did the house of Ahab. For the daughter of Ahab was his wife, and he did evil in the sight of the Lord. Yet the Lord would not destroy Judah for David his servant's sake, as he had promised to give him all we alight and to his children. In his days Edom revolted from under the hand of Judah and made a king over themselves. So Joram went over to Zair and all the chariots with him, and he rose by night and smote the Edomites which compassed him about and the captains of the chariots, and the people fled into their tents. Yet Edom revolted from under the hand of Judah unto this day. Then Libna revolted at the same time. And the rest of the acts of Joram and all that he did, are they not written in the book of the chronicles of the kings of Judah? And Joram slept with his fathers and was buried with his fathers in the city of David. And Ahaziah his son reigned in his stead. In the twelfth year of Joram, the son of Ahab, king of Israel, did Ahaziah, the son of Jehoram, king of Judah, begin to reign. Two and twenty years old was Ahaziah when he began to reign, and he reigned one year in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Athaliah, the daughter of Omri, king of Israel. And he walked in the way of the house of Ahab, and did evil in the sight of the Lord, as did the house of Ahab for he was the son-in-law of the house of Ahab. And he went with Joram the son of Ahab to war against Hazael king of Syria in Ramoth-Gilead, and the Syrians wounded Joram. And king Joram went back to be healed in Jezreel of the wounds which the Syrians had given him at Ramah when he fought against Hazael king of Syria. And Ahaziah the son of Jehoram king of Judah went down to see Joram the son of Ahab in Jezreel, because he was sick. Well, it is 52 degrees here in East Kentucky. Yeah, it's the 17th day of November starting tonight. We're having Harvest Time Crusade. Come on out and be with us. It's going to be a great time. Looking at our weather, well... 
going to be a warm day, 70 degrees, but uh, we got periods of rain starting this afternoon. Maybe it'll put out the forest fires. And uh, then tomorrow's going to be a little cooler, going to be 50 for the high and partly sunny. And then on Sunday, 56 with plenty of sunshine. Well, do you have a minute? Well, of course you do. If you have a minute, then you have time for 60 seconds with the pastor. So let's see if we can get episode number 45 here. 60 seconds with the pastor. Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Pastor Richard D. McKinney, and welcome to 60 Seconds with the Pastor. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 15 and 16 says, I beseech you, brethren, ye know the house of Stephanus, that it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints, that ye submit yourselves unto such and to everyone that helpeth with us and laboreth. The church in Achaia addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. And then Paul instructs us to submit ourselves to those like the saints in Achaia. Addiction is a powerful thing. In the world, if you hang out with people who are addicted to alcohol or drugs, you are more likely to become addicted to those things yourself. And if you hang out with people in the church who are addicted to the work of the Lord, you are more likely to become addicted to those things. Are you addicted? And that is 60 seconds with the pastor. That's episode number 45 recorded at back in July of 2021. And, uh, so we got to get some new ones up. We got some, uh, this year up, but, uh, we need some more. So I'm going to spend a little time here in the studio recording these 60 seconds with the pastor and hopefully we can have some new 60 second segments well it is time for us to do a little something that we like to do this time of the broadcast and that's our trivia question of the day What time is it? I'll tell you what time it is. It's time for another CAC Trivia Question of the Day. CAC Trivia Question of the Day is brought to you by Cornerstone Apostolic Church and the Apostolic Voice of Phelps radio and television broadcast. The radio broadcast is heard every Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on WQHYFM 95.5 out of Prestonsburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net and click on the Listen Live links Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m., whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also watch the Apostolic Voice of Phelps television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW. That's WQCW-TV. And you can also watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going 
to mountaintopmedia.com. Well, today's trivia question, how many soldiers cast lots for Jesus's clothing? How many soldiers cast lots for Jesus's clothing? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily. Click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go. And we will have the results of that on Monday's broadcast. And speaking of results, we do have the results of yesterday's trivia question. Yesterday's trivia question was simply this. It was in the Beatitudes. Who does Jesus say will be satisfied or filled? And out of those that participated, 100% of you got it correct. And you got the correct answer. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness found in Matthew chapter 5, verse number 6. 100% of you got it correct. Thank you for participating in yesterday's trivia question. And you can participate in today's trivia question. How many soldiers cast lots for Jesus's clothing? And uh, we'll have the results of that on Monday's broadcast. Well, let's see what else we can get into here. Uh, We want to squeeze in before time. We want to squeeze in this little Commonwealth Minute. We uh, told uh, Richard Nelson, the executive director, that we would air these on our little podcast. And today's Minute, Commonwealth Minute, is Manchin decides to not seek re-election. Let's see what it says. Welcome to the Commonwealth Minute. Here's your host, Richard Nelson. Democratic U.S. Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia announced that he will not seek re-election next year. This is significant because Manchin is a centrist who often sides with principle over his own political party. This led to conflict between him and with progressive party leadership on the Democratic side. He was expected to win re-election. But with his exit from the Senate, many pollsters expect conservative West Virginia to replace him with a Republican. Now, how could a Democrat like Joe Manchin consistently win in a conservative state? Many voters may remember a Democratic Party which wasn't absolutely committed to progressive policies like transgenderism. But that time is long gone. The difference between social conservatives and social progressives and the parties which represent them is becoming even more clear. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at CPC4Kentucky and on the web at CommonwealthPolicyCenter.org. And that was the Commonwealth Minute Executive Director Richard Nelson. And, uh, yeah, Jan- uh, uh, Governor, well, he used to be governor. Now he's uh, uh, Senator Manchin, uh, decides that he's not going to seek re-election. So, um, yeah, that's uh, something interesting there that uh, some have said that they look for him to do a presidential bid uh, jumping in at the last minute, uh, we'll wait and see, see what's going to happen. And I also saw on one of our reports, I, I get this, um, in fact, uh, Brother Buddy Puckett, uh, who is preaching for us tonight, had uh, told me about this um, website and how that you can get uh, the unbiased reports of the news. 
And uh, Santos, Representative George Santos, Republican from New York, said he would not seek re-election in 2024. If you remember, he's the one that, uh, you know, kind of uh, fabricated his resume from his educational background to his Jewish ancestry. And since then, Santos has been charged with 23 federal crimes from wire fraud to identity theft. And uh, he's still denying, you know, the charge, the charges. But uh, that's that's what's going on uh, with that little situation. And, of course, we want to always remember that uh, we can... Uh, we can uh, look at, I guess, as election year gets closer, a lot of shakeup, a lot of, lot of uh, shifting and maneuvering around, if you will. But uh, we're not here to talk about politics. We're here to talk about Jesus. So uh, it's uh, currently 52 degrees outside and going to be a high of 70 today, going to be a beautiful temperature with some rain in the forecast and looking at our current weather map you can see that right here in our little portion of east kentucky we do have some uh, rain that is i guess uh, coming our way this little band right here is uh, starting and then of course you've got all of this across coming into the frankfort kentucky area right now it's going to be making its way across uh, to us so we'll see you know, how that uh, brings rain later this evening. And uh, we're supposed to have rain, I think, today and maybe tomorrow, and or not tomorrow, but maybe Tuesday or Wednesday, uh, I think, and maybe even a little bit of snow flurries. Oh, come on now. I know. Snow flurries. We'll take the good with the bad, won't we? Well, uh, coming up at the end of this year, we'll have over 2,100 episodes as we celebrate our 10th anniversary right here at CAC Daily Icast. This is episode number 183 of the year. And looking at what day it is of the year, it is 321st day of 365. So, uh, yeah, this year is swiftly passing by we got about 40 uh four more days left in the year and uh we we need to get about uh well about 17 more broadcasts in by then and you say well that should be easy with 44 days well you know we got our uh thanksgiving break uh we take wednesday that'll be by the way next week we'll take wednesday through the weekend off and then uh, we've got Christmas, and we take usually uh, the whole week of Christmas off and uh, till after the first of the year, take a little break. And so when you look on your computer or, or your phone or your laptop or tablet and you're not seeing the broadcast, just remember, we take a little break right here on CAC Daily iCast as we try our best all year long to be with you Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Well, let's see if we got uh, 
maybe something this day in history. We haven't looked up this day in history in a long time. And uh, it's brought to you by the History Channel. And I always like to uh, just see what they say is important. And so let's see if we can't get this, um, this day in history. Elizabethan age begins. And then, of course, we have uh, this day in history. Uh, Suez Canal opens. 1869, yeah, and the first cavalry unit ambushed in the LaDrange Valley, 1965, that's kind of uh, odd, isn't it, and uh, well, let's see, uh, the Terminator, be- the Terminator becomes the Governor Nader of California, 2003. That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. Uh, Washington, D.C. sniper John Muhammad is convicted in 2003. And let's see what else. Siege of Knoxville, Tennessee begins in the Civil War, 1863. So there you go. That's what happened on this day in history. If you're not getting our updates and uh, things that's going on when we don't have a broadcast, get your phone out right now. This is a good time to do it. We got a little time before we start our study. Uh, and text at CAC Daily, just like you see on the screen, at CAC Daily, and text that to the number 81010. You get put on the list, and when we have a cancellation, rescheduling, technical difficulties, something happens we can't get on the air, we'll send you a text to let you know what's going on. So keep that in mind and go ahead and do that right now so you can get on the list. We have many people on the list. And it's through a little app and program called Remind. It is a program that is used by schools and colleges and universities all across the U.S. And uh, it's just a great little app uh, to uh, keep in contact. Teachers use it to keep in contact with students. And uh, we use it to keep in contact with church folk as well as uh, this program here. So... Uh, that's why you can text at CAC Daily to the number 81010. Well, it is time for us to take our little break. And the reason we take a break, we got to clear up the lag so that we can record our teaching sessions, put them on the archives. And so don't touch that any key. That's right. Don't get your finger off that any key. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Welcome to A Little Bit of Church Every Day, Home Bible Study 21st Century Style. CAC Daily iCast is aired Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. 
Simply go to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link. You can join us for our radio broadcast Sundays at 9.30 a.m. on WQHY-FM 95.5 out of Prestonburg, Kentucky. You can also go to Q95FM.net whether you live on the East Coast, West Coast, or around the world. That's Q95FM.net. You can also catch the television broadcast Sundays at 10 a.m. on the Tri-State CW, that's WQCW-TV. And you can watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 p.m. on Mountaintop Media TV. And if you don't get those cable channels or satellite service, you can still watch us Sundays at 2 and 2.30 simply by going to mountaintopmedia.com. You can follow CAC Daily iCast on Facebook at CAC Daily. Follow our Phelps campus at CAC Phelps I, our Pikeville campus at Pikeville Apostolic, and Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. We're also on Twitter at CAC Daily iCast, the Phelps campus at CAC Phelps, the Pikeville campus at Pike UPC, and you can connect with Pastor McKinney at Pastor RDM. You can call in and leave your prayer requests and praise reports at 606-282-4108 or email those prayer requests and praise reports to cacdaily at cacphelps.org or cacdaily at cornerstoneapostolic.org. Let's now join Pastor McKinney as he takes us through another study in the Word. Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to a Friday edition of our CAC Daily iCast, just a little bit of church every day, home Bible study, 21st century style. We want to jump right into the broadcast today, and we want to uh, uh, start our study where we left off yesterday, and I'm going to just bring that up and let you uh, read along with us, and that's going to be found in... Uh, Revelation as we're studying our way through uh, Revelation. So uh, with that, we're going to start at verse number 13. And when the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child. And to the woman were given two wings of a great eagle, that she might fly into the wilderness into her place where she is nourished for a time and times and half a time from the face of the serpent. And the serpent cast out his mouth water as a flood after the woman that he might cause her to be carried away of the flood. And the earth helped a woman and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed up the flood which the dragon cast out of his mouth. And the dragon was wroth with the woman and went to make war with the remnant of her seed, which keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Now that finishes our chapter there, but I want to uh, go to the Lord in prayer as we study today. And I want us to grab on to, uh, there's some symbolism here, and hopefully we can connect it. Uh, into what is being said. So let's go to the Lord in prayer as we pray uh, for the Lord to bless the broadcast today.
Lord, we come before your presence and we thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to be gathered here together in your precious name. I pray, Lord, that you would move in a mighty miraculous way for each and every one that is watching today, that we will all understand your word as we teach it. Help us to rightly divide the word of truth, expound it fully, line upon line and precept upon precept. For it's all in the mighty name of Jesus we ask and pray. Amen. Well, you know, when you start looking at um, these events, uh, symbolism is something that um, we sometimes look at and we say, well, you know, that that is, uh, is it going to be literal? I remember when I first uh, started uh, serving the Lord and I was reading all about the beasts and the, and the, uh, you know, the uh heads, uh, uh, these, uh, these kingdoms and all this that was represented. And I was just looking as ev- er- at everything as literal, that there's going to be these crazy wild beasts that just rise up and it's just going to be a, a terrible, almost sci-fi type, uh, event. Didn't realize because I just started serving the Lord. Didn't realize that all of these things are symbolic. They, they're symbolism, and that's why we have to understand what is uh, natural and what is symbols uh, or symbolism, and uh, we try to connect the two. We try to connect the dots, if you will. So looking at uh, verse number 13, the dragon saw that he was cast unto the earth. And um, so what did he do? He began to persecute the woman who gave birth. Now, we talked about this woman. Uh, Most scholars believe it's Israel. Some scholars believe it's the church, and I guess it all depends if you believe the church is raptured out before the the, uh, tribulation, great tribulation period, or if the church is still here through it. So uh, that's that's how people get different ideas. And uh, so... What he did, he persecuted the woman. Um, I really feel this woman represents Israel uh, because I just believe that when you're talking about Jacob's troubles, Jacob is not the church. Jacob is Israel. Um, So I kind of think that's what it's leaning toward. Uh, So why does um, the devil attack uh, God's people Jewish people, Israel. Well, it's a it's a very um, easy question to answer if you know the Bible. From the very beginning, um, Israel, even from Abraham, had a crucial role in God's plan of redemption. Now we know we can go all the way back to Genesis and see the promise of the Messiah. But we look and we see as we go through the Bible that Israel was always connected with the coming of Jesus. And so that's why the devil persecutes the Jews. That's why the Jews are being persecuted today is because the devil wants to try to prevent, first of all, people from making it to heaven going where he got kicked out of. And also, uh, the devil wants to try to hinder the plan of God all through time. 
I mean, every war, every battle, every time somebody tried to overcome Israel, overcome God's people, it was because the devil wanted to interrupt, if you would, the plan of God that would bring forth a Savior. Oh, I'm glad that that plan could not be interrupted. I'm glad that we have a Savior. I'm glad that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior. And so with this, we begin to see that uh, because Jesus promised that the Jewish people would exist and welcome him when he returns to this world, that's found in Matthew chapter 23 and verse 39. So uh, if Satan was to succeed in uh, destroying the Jewish people, then God's plan would be interrupted. God's plan will never be interrupted. You may mess up God's plan for your life. I can mess up God's plan for my life. But God's plan that is forever settled in heaven is not ever going to be messed up. No matter how hard the devil tries, how many battles, how many things happen, we're going to see this woman, uh, this woman, which I think represents Israel, the Jewish people, uh, was given two wings of a great eagle that she might fly into the wilderness to her place. Now, some says that this uh, is a symbol of uh, an aircraft, if you will, a transport plane, a military transport plane, taking them away, just like people have been evacuated out of co different countries. Um, whether you believe that's an airplane uh, evacuating God's people, or whether you think it is um, a, a symbol of uh, God's miraculous power to swiftly take people away. It, it could be either, but uh, I don't want to specify something that is not plainly said because there's some people that will look at you and say, oh, well, those two eagle wings or those wings of a great eagle that represents the U.S. because we have an eagle as our emblem, our our state, you know, our na national bird. You can you can start trying to speculate a lot of things, but I just think the miraculous power of the Lord, which brought out the children of Israel out of Egypt, kept them in the wilderness, and blessed them to enter into the promised land. That that same power is going to keep his people, bring them through this time period, and let them be in heaven. Isn't that a great thing to think about? Because after all, when you look at this, uh, you begin to see that um, um, when this happens, she is nourished for a time and times and half a time and so this is the uh, reference to three and a half years. That's what that means. Time, times, it's time, times, and half a time. So that is three and a half year period, indicating that these events, uh, the, the persecution of Israel uh, takes place. And this is also can be connected into the 70th week of Daniel chapter 9. So the serpent, you know, 
begins to spew water out of his mouth like a flood after the woman. Again, I feel that this is symbolism. And uh, why? Because, you know, the the Bible talks about, uh, you know, uh, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against it, against them. So, you know, uh, we can look at it in several different ways. But uh, Isaiah 59 and 19 says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will lift up a standard against him. This flood that begins to happen is to try to destroy. It is a, a fury, if you will, a fury that is poured out against Israel. It is a, a uh, great attempt of the devil to try to destroy the remnant of, of uh, or it, God's plan, God's people, the remnant of God's people, ever how you want to look at it, it is it is the devil's attempt with the great the greatest push if you will the greatest push of fury against Israel we find that uh, you know uh, the abomination of desolation got to always go back to that um, but when you look at Matthew 24 verses 15 through 22 we also find that this is spoken distinctly in Jewish terms. Housetop, pray that your flight be not in winter or on the Sabbath. This passage in Revelation describes a fury that Jesus told them to flee. We could connect Matthew with Revelation. What Jesus said and now what is getting ready to happen in the near future. So with that, uh, we find that uh, Revelation 12 and 17, the wrath of the dragon is focused against God's people coming in like a flood. But we got the scripture in Isaiah 59 and 19. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard against him. That's why I think that that the evacuation or the exodus or the protection of God's people is miraculous. It's going to be miraculously done. You see, if everything was done natural, then people would say, oh, well, you know, uh, that's the reason uh, they got away is because they all boarded a plane and flew out. Uh, or they'll say, oh, that's the reason that uh, nobody could get to them because they were escorted by fighter jets or the U.S. or whatever. If we're not careful, we will try to put too much into what is being revealed here, and we will find ourselves going down a lane that you're going to hit a dead end, and, and, and you're going to wonder, well, why did I hit a dead end on understanding this? Because you went down the wrong road. When we look at this, wouldn't it be easier to understand that God's miraculous power would protect his people, deliver his people, help them get away from uh, the dragon? Oh, I, you know, uh, Pharaoh tried to wipe them out, and God protected them and brought them out of Egypt. I think that this is a miraculous move of the Lord to... to uh, 
to get them out. The dragon was so furious with the woman that he wanted to make war with the rest of her um, offspring. And this refers to Israel, the woman, and uh, you can talk about Gentiles, you can talk about uh, Jewish people, uh, you can talk about uh, a lot of different people if you want to during the Great Tribulation period. But um, Satan targets what's left. Who's left of God's people? Now, I always like to look and say that God is dealing with the Jewish people in a different manner. Uh, you know, right now, every Jew has to, has to uh, get right just like Gentiles. Because the the plan of salvation is to the Jew first and then to, you know, the Gentiles and others. And what did Peter stand up and do? He said, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Um, the promise is unto you, your children, all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So everybody today, whether you're Jew, Gentile, bond, free, whatever, has to go the same way. Repent, be baptized in Jesus' name, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. Well, with that said, we understand that uh, Satan is still making war with what's left. What's left. He'll make war with the rest of her offspring. This either begins or continues the fierce persecution of all those who would not submit or worship the devil and his order, if you will. So we find that uh, uh, the martyrs of this period uh, can be seen. You can, you can look at martyrs that are going to be mentioned. Uh, read Revelation chapter 6, verse 9 through 11, and Revelation 7, verse 9 through 17. And um, I think that it will help you understand that uh, when the devil makes war against God's people, the Lord is going to have a miraculous way of, of exiting and getting them out, but a remnant... And, and you can speculate on who that remnant is. You can say it might be Gentiles and Jews. It might be all people uh, that, that the devil's just going to unleash his fury on. And, uh, you know, I don't like to uh, uh, tell people they can wait because we don't have the promise of tomorrow. I don't like to tell people, oh, well, you know, uh, they might be a slim chance that you can make it in if you just refuse the mark of the beast and be beheaded and all that. But if you can't serve the Lord right now, this is why I say I believe the church is going to be called out of here before all of this fury takes place. I think that this deals with Israel and deals with the people, the Jewish people, if you will. But with that said, um, we don't want to give people false hope because if I was to sit here and tell you, okay, you, you, you got a chance, you know, later, um, I believe when the church is gone, that's it. That that's the, the fullness of the Gentiles. When that happens, 
No more Gentiles. That's, that's you and me unless you're a, a Jew, a, a true Jew. Um, no other Gentiles will be saved. So I don't want to give people false hope, and I think sometimes people do when they talk about, uh, well, we'll see the mark of the beast, and we have to go through this, and we have to go through tribulation, we have to go through that. We give people false hope of saying, I will wait. But here's the problem with all of that. What if the Lord comes back? What if you die? You know, anything can happen. You're not promised tomorrow. I'm not promised tomorrow. So what we have to do is understand the simplicity of salvation. Today is the day of salvation. Harden not your heart. So I want to close with that because I want you to understand if you're not serving the Lord, today is the day you need to start serving him. If you are serving him, hang on, hang on, because there is going to be a day when we're all called away. Oh, that's going to be a great day. I would also like to just encourage all of those who think I'll wait. And when I see this start to come to pass, when I see this happen, then I will start getting serious. The longer you put it off, the harder your heart will get. Every time you reject Jesus, your heart gets harder. So today, don't wait. You don't have the promise of tomorrow. You may not be alive tomorrow. You may not make it to that point that you think you're going to see some things come to pass. Jesus gave us signs. He said, when you see these things, then look up your redemption's drawing nigh. So with that said, wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes in divers places and all these things, it's happening now. What does that tell me? The Lord could come at any time. Bible could be fulfilled while you're sleeping at night. So let's get ready. Let's pray. Lord, we come before your presence. We thank you for this opportunity that you have blessed us to study your word. I pray, Lord, that I have rightly divided the word of truth, expounded it fully, and that we have taken your word line upon line and precept upon precept. If we've misquoted or misrepresented your word in any way, forgive us, Lord, because our intent is to teach your word, not add to or take away from your word. Lord, I pray that you would bless each and every one that is watching today, that they will be blessed to stay strong in your word, strong in the spirit. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, I hope that you have enjoyed the teaching today. Again, I like to separate, and this is something I guess that we can kind of close out with. I like to separate how the Lord is going to deal with the Jewish people in the last days. That's right. Uh, you know, um, his people, his plan, we have no control over that. We can't change that. We can't say, well, that's not fair or that's something different or why is he doing the Jewish people that way and not us? He's given us all a chance right now. And that's why we got to be ready. Because when the rapture takes place, it's going to be too late. 
going to be too late. You know, people say, well, you know, after the rapture, if you, if you die for Christ, you'll, you'll be saved. Well, I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people have a lot of ideas, but Jesus said, be ye also ready for in such an hour as you think not the son of man cometh. I want to be rapture ready. Well, we do have our trivia question up and running, and our trivia question for today is simply this. How many soldiers cast lots for Jesus' clothing? All you got to do is go to the Facebook page of CAC Daily, click on the link. It'll take you where you need to go, and we'll have the results on Monday's broadcast. Don't forget, starting tonight, 7 p.m., we'll be having Harvest Time Crusade. Come on out and be with us. Bring somebody with you. And let's enjoy the presence of the Lord together. Everybody have a great day because we are out of here. On behalf of Pastor McKinney and the congregation of Cornerstone Apostolic Church, we would like to invite you and your family to come and visit with us. We feel that you will enjoy the spirit-filled atmosphere as we worship the Lord together in spirit and in truth. We have Sunday school classes for all ages, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., and Wednesday evening service at 7 p.m. The adults meet in the main sanctuary, while the youth meet in the CAC Youth Sanctuary. You can also catch our services live by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the live webcast link during our regular and special scheduled services. If you missed a service, you can still watch that service in its entirety by going to cornerstoneapostolic.org and click on the video archives link. Come on out to Cornerstone Apostolic Church and experience the power of Pentecost. We hope to see you in future services.